0: Love
1: Talk Radio
0: Ray and Tay today
1: mm. Yes Sports Radio's on Talking Sports with Friends and you know we got it on From the NFL to the NBA MLB and college should do it all day College football, we know who's number one. Understand on the phones you know we get it done. So call in 718-664-9098 and we'll give you more. Oh.
0: Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. You're listening to Ray and Tay Today, and I'm Ray, tall rayside.
1: And I'm Tay, Eric Taylor, and we are hyped up on a Monday in May to bring you some sports talk. Give us a call, 718 818 818 818 Check out rayandtaytoday.com, all over social media. We are here for you. Ray, it's mainly a hoop show, but we got to talk about some stuff in the golf and baseball world first. Can you believe it? I am so happy. This has been my guy. We talked about the big three, Jordan Spieth, Roy McIlroy. But now my man, number one, Jason Day, takes care of the fifth major, the TPC. We all know he's the player champion. What basically from start to finish? What what were your thoughts, and and do you feel that he's pulling away from the pack as the number one stunner in golf?
0: He is, but that can change. Just one major, right? If he has a bad, you know, you start the season off with with the Masters, and then you go on and and you go to uh, you know the British, the U.S. Open, and so he's got a chance to become Tiger of this age, but I don't think he will. I think those three that you said, and there's other guys, and and Ricky Fowler and and, uh, Bubba Watson, and there's a bunch of good golfers out there. So he's at the top of the list right now, but but he's not distancing himself like Tiger did, you know, call it uh, 10, 10, 15 years ago. So kudos to him. And did you see He's won like Saturday? seven matches this year, hasn't he? I think he's won like yeah, seven he's, different. Yeah, he had a great year. He had a great year. That's, so that's no doubt. But there's a lot of golf yet to be played. You know, we'll see what happens in the British Open. We'll see what happens in the U.S. Open. What uh, about Congressional? You hear El Tigre might come back. Remember when it used to be Tiger <laughs> or the field? I know. So, until Never again. he starts winning a couple in a row, or I mean, winning, meaning being in contention, I can't even I can't even waste my time on Tiger. He's, um, you know, his, his best days are way behind him. So we'll see. I mean, he, I still think he has a major or two in him. Believe it or not, uh, just because you don't, you're not that talented and that young at that young an age, and then it just all goes away. So right. he might sneak one or two more, but he's. It won't be on his first tournament back, right? He'll have to get back into his uh, back into his groove.
1: Yeah, forget winning. Tiger needs to enter a tournament and finish it healthy. I think <laughs> yeah, that would right? be a, a good start for him. But uh, keeping it moving and bouncing around, I I'm upset. I I love Joey Bats. I love baseball. I love Bryce Harper. We said he kind of needs to mature, but. To me, you cannot hold a grudge against Jose Batista for flipping a bat in maybe the biggest home run in twenty years in his team's history and his own personal player history to, you know, basically win a series and then you're gonna wait to the last time the Rangers and Blue Jays play, hit him in the ribs. He doesn't come to the mound and attack him, but then when he comes at second base, then you guys get into a fight and the dude, what, door punches him like, like he's, uh, you know, Mayweather? I mean, come on, Ray. I, I'm tired of baseball with this stuff, man. It, it, it's, I, I don't know. It, it's past childish, but it's, it, it's something deeper how do you no, I,
0: don't waste it? too much time don't don't waste your energy i know you you got you got four kids you got a lot of stuff going on in the Taylor household. Don't waste your energy on this' cause it's a non it's a non winning battle you know what I mean this is the way baseball is they take pride in the fact that it's the oldest sport and it used to be America's pastime that's football right now, obviously, but these baseball cats they just do it a certain way, and the interesting thing is, five years ago, this would have been a non issue because Bautista got hit Bautista tried to take out odur and then fielder got hit for that, and then it would have been there wouldn't have been a fight in between. you know what I mean but right, because right. they changed the rules now Odor is trying to hit Bautista, but Bautista was doing what the old-school playbook says to do. So in some ways, Odour is the one that was out of line because Bautista, let's say he was, let's say the, the, the rules said Bautista, the, the unwritten rules, right, said Bautista showed everybody right. up. Well, all right, well, he got hit for that. Okay, so he got hit for that. So he's frustrated. He took it out on the second baseman. Okay, so then Fielder got hit for that. So it, it should be over. Right? But in the middle, he got clocked, and That you know, was a shot. A, that was a shot. He's got a thick jaw, too, though, because, you know, yeah. if I got clocked like that, I'd be like, Mama! Mama, I might be unconscious.
1: <laughs> yeah, so, no, um, he...
0: It's give him credit. He, he dropped Unfortunately, him, it's baseball being baseball, and when they changed the rule to make that kind of slide illegal, then it became like, oh, my God, he's breaking the rules, but... If right, you right. really think back to it, the whole thing... That's just regular whole, baseball.
1: That's why, yeah. It's
0: the old-school baseball playbook. So, Odur was the one being new school about it. You know what I mean? How many games does he get, Odor? Six, seven, eight, something like that.
1: I, w- I would agree. I mean, I would definitely he straight
0: agree. punched him. Like, I mean, he did yeah. push and shove and you know how most people... Like, it's bad back. for the kids and
1: sportsmanship. I mean, these guys have got to stop it. I'm sorry. It's you're right. It's not even worth it, but we got to talk about it. Everybody's talking about it. And at the end of the day, if Joey Bats hits that home run in the way he did, flip your bat, do a freaking cartwheel. I don't care. To me, I have a problem if he does that and they were down five runs and he brought them down to four runs. Right. Then like uh, you're a clown. But what he did, that was legendary. So I got no issue. And real quick before we get to the NBA, I just got to say Ray, you and Big Poppy have won me over. You're right. I was wrong. I'm a man. I got to say, I'm sorry. And just, I admit it. I'm watching Running In and Out Saturday. I turn on the TV real quick. Red Sox, uh, who were they playing? I guess the Astros. Uh, and Ortiz, yeah. bottom of the ninth, t- hits the, the shot to make it 5 4, a uh, triple. Then in the extra inning, gets the win and it scores the winning run with a double. This guy's got what like five hundred and twelve homers, over six hundred ribbies. He's a Hall of Famer and I well, you know, the unless, they, beef, have a, yeah, unless
0: they have Yeah, unless they have a
1: smoking are, gun with Steroids, he's a Hall of Famer. Well right, exactly. No That's punch. the
0: only beef. That's the only beef right. that you could have as a as a you know, as an objective baseball fan. Because on the field he's re- oh. he's rewriting what a DH does. I mean, Edgar Martinez was borderline, but David Ortiz is right. definitely. Right. But also full of fame. he's rewriting
1: clutchness, though, Ray. Yes. He's yes. hashtag clutchness right now. It's it's ridiculous. I mean, I don't even know why they pitched to him. Like, why did they pitch to him? With five four runner on base. You knew everyone knew he was going to hit the ball, and he freaking <laughs> bangs it in the center and gets you know the run in. Amazing to tie it up. So look, it's just one of those things where you're just, you know, in awe of of his greatness. But right now, it is time and I am in awe. We finally got to the Eastern and the Western Conference Finals in Now time for NBA conference. Yes, the NBA. Listen, props to the Heat, great series, not enough health. The Raptors took care of it at home, like we thought, game seven. Look, you can't expect them to win that. Going forward, we'll get to the East. Let's talk about tonight. The Western Conference, we got to make our picks. Tonight is really fascinating, though, because you feel like game one is the tone setter of the series. Who's going to match up? how the lineups will go. It's looking like Bogut will probably play. Can the Thunder and their rebounding and then the new sort of formation of Adams, Cantor, and Waiters really contribute enough to help the big two battle the Warriors' big three and their extended bench and Barnes and Igudala? You know, you wonder the chess pieces between Kerr and Billy Donovan, where do you think the biggest advantage is for each team and how that will play out in this series?
0: So the Warriors' biggest advantage is their depth. And the fact that they have experience winning and they play a style of ball. So they have a couple of, few, you know, advantages, but I, I think their depth, their experience, and their style is so hard to prepare for, right? It's almost like playing, you know, the wishbone, when, when Oklahoma's playing the wishbone. I mean, you just can't mimic Steph Curry, Draymond Green, and Clay Thompson, Andre Gudala, Harrison Barnes, all on the outside doing their thing, and the fact that they pass and play off each other so... That's the uniqueness of their game is really hard to defend and hard to prepare for, uh, especially when Steph and Clay Thompson are hitting 25 foot jumpers because your mind is not prepared to guard somebody that far from the basket. So, Golden State's easy. I mean, Golden State is who, you know, they won 73 games, you know what I mean? Like, they don't have that many weaknesses. The one thing they might be susceptible to, and this is what San Antonio got beat up on, is on the boards. San Antonio got absolutely crushed on the boards. And part of it is Timmy Duncan not being Tim Duncan anymore. And between West and Aldridge, Aldridge had a good series, a very good series. But between, you know, the, the bench. Well, the bench, a very good two games. First two, and two games, and, and then the, the next four or five, uh, what is it, 4 were okay. okay. Yeah. Um, but – you know, they didn't get as much out of David West probably as they had hoped, and Boris Diaw kind of was phased out because of the because of the way the rotation went, but they absolutely pounded them on the boards. And to me, that's one advantage that the Thunder have, is they're an outstanding rebounding team, offensive and oh, defense. And that rotation of Adams, Cantor, and Ibaka, they each play a little bit differently. And, you know, Bo gets susceptible to foul trouble. And Bogus, the only true big Festus Azili's, uh, you know, there, and 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 they got your boy Barajal. But ultimately, you know, that's that's an advantage they have. Another advantage is don't the forget fact about Mo Buckets. Mo Buckets could come in. Yeah, and he wasn't. I mean, he's kind of been phased out a little bit. Uh, but we'll see if if you know he could pop off the bench and, and give you fifteen twenty with no you know with no delay. The other thing is. The Golden, uh, the um, Oklahoma City Thunder have, as lethal, I was going to say the most lethal, but Steph Curry would take exception to that, led the league in scoring at 30 a game. But they also have the, you know, co-lethalist <laughs> player, <laughs> <laughs> most lethalist player in the game. He just does it differently than Steph does, right? But But this kid's unbelievable. Russell Westbrook when you need a basket, when you need pressure on the defense. Now, he's not as good a shooter as Steph, and his percentage is not as good, so he may be a volume shooter. But, right, but he, he
1: creates is, so many shots with his penetration. He's a
0: guy that yeah. if you're halfway sleeping on defense, and if you're, you give him a step, he's going to go one on two, one on four, and he'll score on you, and he'll finish. So they have individual outstanding performers in Durant and Westbrook. So I think on the boards and, you know, clutch, we need a basket, um, they got two guys that are as good as it gets. So this series really and don't be don't be fooled by the fact that what did San Antonio I mean, what did um Oklahoma City won like fifty seven games? I gotta look it up. But um and yeah, they,
1: Oklahoma, were, they were
0: uh... they won seventy three It's not a 16-game differential. I mean, these games were really, really good between them. And, yeah, Golden State probably plays better for 48 minutes, but there were stretches where Oklahoma City played just as well, if not better, than Golden State for long periods of those games. It's just that Golden State is so good from three, and they can come back in a hurry. And I think ultimately that gives them supreme confidence, Golden State. They could be down 15 and come back on anybody. Um, Oklahoma City can, do, can say the same maybe against a San Antonio that's not as athletic. Uh, but I think Golden State has some athletes, and Golden State plays D. So it should be a great, great series.
1: Mate, give me your pick, man. Who you got for this series?
0: <sighs> you know – it's tough. I think this series, I think each team can win on the other's home court. So I think it'll be like a San Antonio situation where games two and games three were won. You know, San Antonio lost game two at home and then won game three on the road. So I think that the, that'll the happen here. Um, but I think ultimately it'll come down to a game seven in Oakland. And as much as I love Russell Wilson, Russell, Wilson, Russell Westbrook, <laughs> Russell Wilson's a pretty good player, too, but a different sport. Russell Westbrook, he's a volume shooter, and in a game seven scenario, he could be off or on. So I like Golden State to win it at home in a really tough series. Now, it's not, not every game is going to be close. I actually think there are going to be a couple blowouts just because these two teams are really good offensively. So if in the middle of the fourth quarter, you know, you try a couple. Un, you know uh, ill-advised threes and the other team comes down and makes a couple threes so the scoreboard right. might not be you know 98 97 every game right, if
1: somebody's on or somebody's off exactly. yeah so
0: there could be a couple blowouts uh, but then again you know they lost by 32 the thunder and still ended up winning the next four out of the next five against uh against a very good san antonio team so i like golden state in the seventh game in oakland to win okay. the series four three
1: I'm going to break it down like this. I think I picked in the beginning of the season OKC and Cleveland. In my mind, I say the Warriors win in seven, but I'm going to stick with my pick. And I think the difference is I think Westbrook is turning the corner. I think he's looking forward to this matchup with Curry to not have him average over 30 in this series, to slow him down a bit. I don't think Curry is a hundred percent and maybe no player is this deep in the playoffs, but if Westbrook's at 99%, Curry might be at 90. And I think that is going to be enough. And I do like the, the Cantor Adams. And even when you can get Roberson last game scoring 14 points, that won't happen again. But I think his defense on clay Thompson is going to be underrated and very much. Needed and appreciated and if waiters can come off this bench and give you some points and maybe Randy Foy, some minutes and just different things and you make Steph and clay play some defense with, which is what Westbrook will do. I don't know if. Green can stick Westbrook enough in this series or clay, you know, or he's on Duran and then clay's on Westbrook can who's going to stop Adams or Waiters from scoring and maybe Ibaka scores offensively. I just feel like it's, it's for some reason, I think it's OKC's time. So I'll say OKC takes care of Golden State and wins this series in six games because of Russell Westbrook. Durant will get his, Clay and and Curry will get theirs. But you talk about shooting and being hot. And I got to believe OKC and Billy Donovan, they're going to remember that their defense, that they can really never leave Curry and Clay, And they're going to make the others beat them more. And I think that's going to be the difference in this series. So I'm going to take OKC. So uh, we're going to move it on. We're going to move to the East real quick. I'm going to take a stab at this first, Ray. Listen, I just, I don't know if they can get much. Maybe Cleveland, maybe they can steal this one game, Toronto, from their momentum on Tuesday night. But DeRozan and Lowry have been too inconsistent. I think Lowry's over that now. But DeRozan's going to have LeBron on him sometimes, maybe some JR, but he's not going to be able to be so inefficient and them win. And not having Valanchunas at least the first game, which is the game I think they could steal. Is going to be a problem. They get one at home, and I think that's probably game three. They need to get game one if they can push it to six. But I'm going to say the Cleveland Cavaliers continue their shooting, but also continue with love getting some points on the inside. Toronto doesn't have enough. And I'll say Cleveland Cavaliers win this series pretty comfortably in five games. Go back to the finals. Six years in a row. Can we just say that for LeBron? Six, people. Well, He's let us do it first, respect. but yeah,
0: I agree. I agree. Six straight. <laughs> and four with, four with a different cast, a different cast and two with, two a, different with cast. a different cast. Crazy. So, it's crazy. crazy. Absolutely crazy. Uh, I, I agree 100%. I, there's nothing more I can add. You know, it's either a sweep or five. Uh, I'll say five, just 'cause Toronto maybe you know Drake will do some uh, SNL skits at halftime, fire up <laughs> the crowd. He was uh, pretty good. Drake was pretty good. <laughs> he was, he was. I oh, saw. I didn't funny. see it live, but I saw it. Yeah. Uh, I saw it afterwards. It actually was pretty funny. So he's, yeah. uh, he he fun at himself. He's a he seems like a good dude. No, that's um, good.
1: I think that's that's how you gotta be, man. You can't take yourself so serious. And he was willing to go there, and he has some acting. He was on a series in, in Canada before and before he became a rap star. So he, he's, he's got the acting chops as well. Remember, he hosted the Espies. So the guy's versatile, you know? Yeah. He's, uh, he's good. So let's do this, man. Our Power Forwards, our segment of the top five right now. It's very interesting because the battle for number one to me is between Griffin and Anthony Davis. Both were injured this year. But Davis has been injured every year of his career, averaging like 68 games a season or whatever. So to me, do you say without a doubt that Blake Griffin's got to be number one at power forward because Anthony Davis still like potential because he doesn't play full seasons yet and has not really drank that much in the playoffs, that one game, one season last year, but they still got killed by the Warriors?
0: How do you see the number one? I go the other way. I go Anthony Davis because his impact. Now, the, the the wild card for Blake Griffin, the argument for Blake Griffin is his assists. You know, any any big man that's, that's doing between five and six assists a game, that's pretty that's incredible. What I'm when you have Prince Paul on your ridiculous. team, when you have the producer Prince Paul on your mm-hmm. team, but I just believe at their best. Now, you're 100% right that Davis with the injuries – And, you know, we'll get to some more injury-prone players as well. But Davis with the injuries, you know, you could argue maybe takes it down. But when Davis dominates, that means he's scoring just as much as Blake, and yet on the defensive end, he Mm. rebounding and blocking shots and is more of an impact, right? Blake Griffin is – I don't want to say your soft power forward, and and he has the luxury of playing with DeMarcus, with, DeMarcus, with um, uh, DeAndre. And, uh, DeAndre Jordan, right? Yeah. So He doesn't have to be a killer on the boards, mm. but I just think that Davis can impact the floor, both ends of the floor, a little bit more than Blake can, even though Blake has those assists, right? But I got to give it to Anthony Davis.
1: Okay, so we'll say Davis one, Griffin two. The debate begins at three between a bunch of gentlemen Draymond Green, Marcus Aldridge, Kevin Love, where, um, you know, Paul Port Millsap. George We're,
0: this year, frankly. Well, but yeah, we'll, but we'll he, keep him as a small We'll keep sport. him in the three.
1: You <laughs> don't want to play four. He, he's mainly a three. He's a reluctant. We'll keep him player. in that great. Yeah. We'll do the threes next episodes and say point guards for last. But so where would you go? I mean, do you go love Aldridge, Millsap, Green?
0: So, this is the question I'm asking myself: If you took Draymond Green off of the Golden State Warriors, would he be better? Yeah. Or would it be worse? Right? Is He's he a so versatile, He's and so his versatile, is so but legit. But you're right. I
1: don't. I don't think he has the Steve his Steve offense
0: depth. just make him the best he can be. Right? If he came to New York, would he dominate like he does? I don't know. I don't think so. And that's actually. why
1: I, I say it's got to be LaMarcus because I think LaMarcus has been so consistent for so long and even, you know, this year with doing and touching it less in San Antonio, he still on the humble had 18 and 8, basically 18 and 9 with one and a half you know, assists and a half a block um, or one block and half and a steal. And next
0: year as Tim Duncan is retired. He'll be
1: more. He'll be, he'll go back to 23.
0: Yeah. So I would say, I would say Aldridge
1: at three. Okay. I could go with that. Yeah. Now for though, Ray, this is fascinating because you can't sleep on what Millsap has done. His game has really developed. And then we know what Kevin love has had a bounce back year. And then you got the Draymond factor. And so is Draymond's versatility
0: Is he at the point now where he's ahead of Kevin Love, or are we
1: disrespecting
0: Kevin Love? So I think he's definitely ahead of Paul Millsap, right? Yeah. And and I would say that because Millsap's a very good player, but he doesn't dominate. You don't scheme around Paul Millsap, right? Mm -hmm. Kevin Love, you don't scheme around him only because he's in Cleveland. Now, if Kevin Love were back in Minnesota, you would scheme around him, right? So it's almost like the Chris Bosh phenomenon, where in Toronto he was the man, and then in Miami he was not – as much demand, so I think that of those guys, I would put if Bosch were healthy, he might sneak in there. But I, I would put Millsap fifth, and so the question becomes Love or Green? Who's three? Who's four? And maybe LaMarcus. Well, we is got LaMarcus three, so it's
1: three, right?
0: Five. Uh, who's right? Who's four? Who's five? And who's six? Right? I would say that Millsap is six, and to me, because he was two-time runner-up defensive player of the year. And he can guard anybody.
1: One to five, he's a he's a beast. I
0: gotta, you gotta give put it him to of love right now. I think I gotta put it ahead at that of point Kevin. point, he's
1: earned it. Yeah, I
0: think he has. Remember,
1: he he also could have been back-to-back Defensive Player of the Year behind uh, Ka- Kawhi. Kawhi Leonard, right? Sure. I mean, Draymond has been right there. But this is the thing. I think we'll put a pause on it, right? Because Green is four, and so we're saying Love five, but Gasol and Bosch – Still, we're so good this year. I know Gasol's fading, but he's still putting up numbers. And Bosch still putting up numbers, but his career could be over. So we have to kind of, yeah. like, maybe not put him in the top. But So let's say Bosch right now is on the injured reserve. We can't really rank him. What about Gasol? Are we disrespecting Gasol?
0: I don't think we're disrespecting him. Uh, you know, he could argue that he's better than Paul Millsap. And I could I could listen to that debate, right? He he he's always a double so digit rebounder. He's yeah. an eighteen he and ten shots, guy, yeah. eighteen and eleven. So mm-hmm. he doesn't really block shots and he's not a great defender. So he's got limitations. Uh, but I could see Gasol sneaking into that list. The rest of the power forwards out there are just kinda old, you know, Sergey Box. Well tell right... him, listen,
1: I just got an email. Somebody just emailed us and was like, Hey, don't forget about Zebo and Dirk. Listen, Zebo and Dirk are great, but they're not there anymore. They're uh,
0: not. not. They're anymore. behind.
1: They're both even behind Millsap now because Millsap is giving you legitimate scoring and rebounds, and and he's versatile.
0: You the know? one I'd like to see, sort of, Serge Ibaka. I guess Serge Ibaka re- recreated his game now. He's he's an out. He shoots threes, and he doesn't dominate as much as he should. So the guy that maybe would be the Serge Ibaka what Serge Ibaka should have been, maybe Derek Favors. You know, if you had an That's outsider right. who might break right. into this list. Favors is because, coming up, right?
1: He's yeah, coming up fast. Yeah, just because
0: he's so young and so talented and he's long, he's 6'11 and he blocks shots. He's the one guy I would say that might break into this top five or six uh, because he brings that and, old school big man and game. And what happened to
1: Kenneth Fareed, Ray? Because he's, he's stuck in Denver and his name has dropped off. And it's like no one's talking about the guy anymore. It's sad.
0: It really is. So he is probably plateaued. He's probably peaked out. And some of it is playing in Denver, like you said. And some of it is some of his limitations, Uh, you know, offensively. He's a rebounder. He's a hustler. He fills the, you know, he fills the lane. If you would have told me last year or two years ago, is he better than Paul Millsap? I'd say, of course. I'd uh, take uh, Kenneth Fareed just because he's more dominant on the boards. But, but you know, not happened. He, right. he just plateaued in Denver. Yeah. So let's, let's put a, a seal on it
1: for the top five power forwards. It's Anthony Davis, Blake Griffin, LaMarcus Aldridge, Draymond Green, and Kevin Love. Millsap's a close six. Before we finish the show, we got to talk about this lottery – who needs the number one pick the most? The lottery's tomorrow night on ESPN. Obviously, you know the the the, the chances for the balls. The Sixers have the greatest chance to win it. Um, you know, at over twenty five percent, and then it goes down to the Lakers nineteen, and then you know, so on with Boston at sixteen and stuff like that. The Suns fourth highest at eleven, and then everybody's under uh, under ten. So at five, but who do you think Does LA there's the Sixers I mean Boston obviously they made the playoffs and Minnesota's on the rise who needs it more and who do you think's going to win the lottery
0: so the NBA needs the Lakers to be back yes. even though the Clippers have done a decent job of kind of kinda capturing the mind but they're never going to be the Lakers no. just like the Mets will never be the Yankees as exactly. much as they try and as much success as they have um Although I think the gap between the Mets and the Yankees is is smaller than the gap between the Lakers and the Clippers. Oh, yeah, the Mets Uh, are
1: not the stepchild that the Clippers are.
0: Yeah. I think the Lakers need it the most. Like, the NBA needs the Lakers to get it. Um, I don't want to see the Sixers do it because I I don't want to reward their behavior. What they've done. But wait, give
1: them credit. They're changing. Colangelo and his son Jerry and Brian are there, and they're trying to, you know, fix it up. And uh, yes. they're keeping that coach, and let's see what happens. So maybe it's a new regime and a new effort. Maybe they actually try to
0: sign a veteran free agent this year. Could you imagine if the Pelicans or the Timberwolves – Well, that's what I was going to tell you. One of the, right there. Uh, God. At five Simmons. and six – So there's really two guys. We're really talking about one and two, right? Yeah. Simmons and uh, and the kid from Duke, right? You're talking about – Ingram, yeah. Ingram, Brandon Ingram. You're talking about It's not a great guys. draft. It's not, after, but if you really looking 10, at those like two guys, all downhill.
1: it's it's ten guys maybe, and really two or three that are you know you're, you're talking about ten potential all stars and two and three potential franchise guys, and that's it. It's it's not a good draft. Next year will be better. Um, so listen, we wish teams well. You know, you like to see Phoenix. They you know there are four, maybe they get it. The Timberwolves, right, unanimous rookie of the year today. The, our, our number one center for Ray and Tay. Carl Anthony Towns, congrats to him. He gets Rookie yeah. of the year. You know, he deserves it. Porzingis was in the voting, you know, some of the other guys. But um, what does Sacramento wanted? it? You know, they, they need something good with their new, uh, you know, getting uh, Dave Yeager and maybe they trying
0: really
1: to. They really do.
0: And if they got it, I hope they get Brandon Ingram. I mean, I feel like Ben Simmons needs to go to a certain type of team, and he doesn't need to go to a team with a bunch of knuckleheads. So, <laughs> <laughs> They could. They they deserve a, a break. I would wouldn't mind to see Sacramento do that. In, in
1: Ingram a three and a potential Durant and a Simmons a four and a potential Draymond Green type.
0: So, because both of them are so young and they might grow physically, uh, and they're so athletic, I think they they they're both Draymond Green different games, right? But they're both that sort of 3-4 tweener, but in a good way. Not the Clarence Weatherspoon tweener that we grew up with. Right, right. Well, tweener's a good thing
1: now in the NBA. It's no longer the bad, the bad thing.
0: Yeah, especially because it looks like this kid Ingram can easily put on 15 pounds. And oh, ben and Simmons he Simmons also can get a little bigger. So Simmons needs to work on shooting, but I think both of them will have nice long careers in the NBA because their versatility
1: definitely definitely I'm worried about Simmons because he he really his offensive game to me is limited unless he's eight or ten feet in so he's really got to improve on that it'll be fun to see um you know we'll be back Friday we'll recap that um you know obviously Royals Red Sox are playing some good baseball coming up this week the Cubs maybe they'll cool down a little they almost swept the Pirates. They've been just winning like crazy. And I'm going to see the Yankees Wednesday at the Diamondbacks. The Diamondbacks nice. cannot win at home. So let's see if the Bronx Bombers, uh, you know, they start tonight in, in Arizona against the, you know, trying to – they haven't been here since 2010. So this is a long time coming. So we'll see how that plays out. Uh, WNBA started. Brianna Stewart played her first game, did well, but they lost because, you know, she's not on a good team. <laughs> she had to face Candace Parker who put it on, you know, put them on and put it on them. So, um, but a lot of good things. So, it should be a fun week. You know, we got to root for our boy, right? Antonio Brown with Dancing with the Stars tonight. He's like, Vote for Me. So, maybe uh, he, can, he can get the keep advancing and, and win it all. I don't know. I don't watch the show. So, There's I don't know what that boy. <laughs> Yeah, but I, you know, I want him to win, you know, a little twinkle toes and stuff. So, great show. And, um Hey, it should be a fun sports week. Enjoy the game tonight. It's starting. And uh, let's go OKC. I got a pull for them.
0: Yeah, I want just a good basketball series. I just wanted to go seven. I'll be happy with that. Listen, I want
1: seven, too. I want seven, too. Trust me. It could be a classic, though, ladies and gentlemen. It it, it has all the potential of, uh, what do you have, the last three MVPs and the last uh, couple of scoring champs as well.
0: Yeah, that's wow. that's pretty amazing, and probably three of the top five players in the in the league in that yeah, one series. So that's yeah. quite quite a sight to see. So yeah, have a great sports week. We'll see you on Friday. Jay, we're out.